<laughs> okay, well, we're live. We really are. We're live. We're live people, aren't we? Well, night two of pop-up revival. You know, we just started, we just decided, <laughs> you know, like on Saturday we were going to do something like this. So, you know, we need to use every means available, right, to, to get the message out there, to get people revived. And, uh, man, I might even do some hillbilly music tonight. You just don't know, right? You just don't know. You think we could get revived with hillbilly music? <laughs> Rosie's like, I'm not so sure about that, huh? But you just never know. There's a lot of bluegrass lovers out there, right? Now, you guys, come on. We want to welcome all of you that are, you know, tuning in from uh, social media. But we're just going to pretend like you're here in person, okay? And if you're in the Coshocton area, you should be here anyway. Just get on down here. I think we should start out with the Hillbilly song, Jamie. What, if, what do you think? And that'll determine if we're going to get continue to get viewers or not, huh? Huh? I heard an old, old story How a Savior came from glory How he gave his life on Calvary To save a wretch like me I heard about his groaning Of his precious blood's atoning Then I repented of my sin And won the victory Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him, and all my love is due him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing blood. His precious blood revealing how he made the lame to walk again and cause the blind to see. And then I cried, Lord Jesus, come and heal this broken spirit. Then I repented of my sin and won the victory. Come on, you can sing victory. My Savior forever. He sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him, and all my love is due him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. He plunged me. You just never know what's going to happen. Anything could happen and probably will. I think people will walk out of your drunken spirit tonight. So how about that? On a hillbilly song? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because, you know, it's just the presence of the Lord. We need the presence of the Lord, right? And uh, I'm a carrier of the presence of the Lord. And I'm sure that every one of you Christians, at least you're supposed to be, right? If you call yourself a Christian, you got the presence of the Lord. Amen. Amen. 
So let's just pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, that you are who you say you are. You do what you say you do. I thank you, Father, for your presence in this place tonight. Lord God, that you would touch every, every person within the sound of my voice, Lord God, that you'll change them tonight. You'll heal their bodies. You'll set them free. There'll be people getting saved in here tonight. So, Father, in the precious holy name of Jesus, we give you all the glory, all the praise, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Boy, we had an awesome time in here last night. And um, we're just in here again tonight. We'll be in here tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow's Wednesday. No, tomorrow's Tuesday. Tomorrow, 7 o'clock, we'll be live on social media again. But if you're anywhere within the Coshocton area, we want you to come on down and be in the services. Because somebody just said, you know, she, she said, you know, people can watch from home, but there's nothing like being in the service, being in the presence of God. Amen. You know, I, I was doing a service one night and tumors disappeared off bodies. I mean, people, pain always leaves people's bodies. I don't expect anybody in this room to be in pain tonight. And even if you're sitting there at home, that pain will just leave your body. Be it's the presence of God. Amen? Amen. And, and I'm telling you right now, we have his presence. And, and I'm excited about what God's doing. And amen. We, me and my mom, we went out to lunch today somewhere. And, and uh, just there was some depressed people we were listening to. <laughs> and uh, it was not good. And I'm thinking, and they were Christians. And that was the sad part. And uh, I'm thinking, okay, this really just shouldn't be. Right? If you're a Christian, you shouldn't be depressed, right? Amen. And uh, so, amen. amen. So that's what this revival is about, is, um, you know, is getting us to fall in love with, our, with Jesus again. That's what revival is. We talked about it last night, about revive means to bring something that's dead or nearly dead back to life again, you know? And um, so... Revival is just simply falling in love with Jesus all over again. <laughs> you know, return to your first love, Amen. God says in Revelation 4. Return to your first love. Huh? You know, he, he wants us to be hot, on fire, in love with him. And uh, we shouldn't be. Listen, you can't give what you don't got. And if, you, if you're not on fire for God, you can't go out and spread the fire. <laughs> so it's time to draw the line, right? My mom and I were talking today about... Uh, it's choices that people make, you know, it's a choice that we make. We, we, we just, we preach in the sermons. We have every means available to, uh, to learn about God, but then we have to apply Amen. because the Bible says be a doer of the word, not a hearer only, you know? So when we hear the word, we're responsible for what we know and then let's go do it. Right. Amen. I could be sitting at home night eating Cheetos just like you, but thank God you're watching. And don't go nowhere, okay? Because you never know what's going to happen. But I could be home eating Cheetos, eating or watching Prices Right, you know, stretched out on my lazy boy. But I tell you right now, we're on a short journey down here, man. We ain't got time to be eating too many Cheetos because there's a lost and dying world out there that needs what we got. So I thought, man, we got social media available to us. We got people on there. So let's hit it, man. Let's, let's hit it, right? Amen. So, so I'm really, really excited about, about what God's doing, what he's going to do. And, uh, you know, nothing's impossible for him anyway, is it? Huh? 
I mean, I don't know what kind of diagnosis you had, but you can send us prayer requests right now because I'm going to pray for people in this room that need prayer tonight or anybody that sends prayer requests in. I'm going to pray for you. I mean, come on. You think God can answer a prayer if you're not here? Absolutely. We've seen it many times. God, he's God. He's the creator of your body. He knows what's wrong with it, and he knows how to fix it. Amen? Right? Isn't that right, Jamie? Jamie's over there not paying attention to anything I'm saying. But at least you're paying attention. That makes me happy. <laughs> right? Oh, hallelujah. Arise and shine. You know, I think I'm just going to get right on into this message here, Jamie. Okay? Last night I sang a song. I wonder if I could do that again. No, I'm not going to do it again. I sang a song last night for any of you that were watching. And uh, I forgot my words. So I kind of filled in. I filled in my words, didn't I, Mom? Mom said I did a good job on that. <laughs> right? Oh, hallelujah. And you guys can interact with us, too. Since you're live and I'm live, you can interact. We got people behind behind there watching what you're saying. and uh, So just watch what you're saying, okay? We're, I don't know if we're on Periscope. We'll be on Periscope. If I get on Periscope, I get cussed out and everything. I just don't understand it. I don't understand why people want to act like that with me. What'd you say? Okay. Oh, hallelujah. I think we should do another song. That's really what I think we should do. What do you think? Huh? Yeah. You do? All right. Jamie said, yeah. So she's the producer. <laughs> so if you have any stones to throw, throw them at Jamie tonight. Amen. What song are we doing, Miss Producer? Huh? <laughs> let's do nothing. Uh, let's do uh, Look What the Lord Has Done. See, she picked the wrong one, didn't she? No, let's go ahead and do that other one, Jamie. <laughs> Some people are already tuning in and tuning off. It's like, this woman's crazy. But a lot of you are staying because I am crazy and you want to see what's going to happen next, right? Right, Edie? What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. Sitting around in my living room with friends and just, you know, 
This is all my hope and peace. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. This is all my righteousness. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fount I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. what Jesus did for us. The blood that he shed for the removal of our sins. The stripes that he bore on his body. Remembering the stripes that he bore on his body for the, for the, the healing of our bodies. <laughs> he took all of that on himself. He made a way. He's, he made provision for everything that we need. You don't have to be depressed. Amen. You don't have to be discouraged. Amen. You don't have to be defeated. You don't have to be sick. You don't have to be weak, you know. Because Jesus made a way for us. Where there was no way. Everything is found in him. Everything. You know, Jesus said, I am the way. <laughs> the truth and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. You know? And matter of fact, he said, no man can even come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. And I'll raise him up at the last day. So anytime during this broadcast, you know, you may feel the Spirit of God tugging on your heart. You may feel, you know, the enemy is going to try to get you off of this broadcast because he doesn't want you hearing about the word of God. He doesn't want you hearing about what Jesus did for you. But just stick with it, okay? Just stay in there. And Christians, we need to arise and shine. Amen. Amen. Um, you know, and that, that's what I want to talk about tonight because revival, you know, revival is falling in love with Jesus all over again, like I said. And, and listen, people, you need to be on fire for him now more than ever, you know, because it's a dark, cold, nasty world that we live in, you know, if you want to look at what's going on out there. And even to be able to, to operate in this world, we need to be full of the Holy Ghost and faith in the power of God. Amen. Because no weapon formed against you will prosper. And every tongue that rises up against you, you will prove them wrong. Because people will, you know, they'll talk about you. They'll come against you. They'll persecute you. It's not a time to get offended. <laughs> if you get offended and, and run, you know, <laughs> then you're never going to accomplish. You, you certainly can't be in ministry if you are an easily offended person. Yeah. You will be offended, you know. You will be. But, you, man, I'm telling you, you got to have a heart that's soft and full of the love of God. But... You know, you got to be hard at the same time to be able to resist this stuff. The Bible says, because, you know, who's going to resist you? The, the Bible says, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Amen. Amen. 
Amen. I figured as long as I line up with the word of God and everything that I says lines up with his word and I know that I'm on track with him, I don't have nobody to fear. If God is for us, who can be against us, right? If God is for you, who can be against you? Amen. So we, we have everything going for us. Amen. So there's a parable in the Bible that Jesus was talking about in Matthew chapter 25. And, uh, and I, that's what I want to talk to you about tonight. You know, some, some nights we might come in here and be running around the place. And we may be by the end of the service. I feel the presence of God in this place right now. I feel his presence in here. He's here. Amen. And uh, if, you, if you need a healing in your body, like I said last night, if you're sick in your body, you don't feel like going out there and telling somebody that God loves them. You don't feel like doing that because pain hurts, right? And it's no good. But God will take care of that right now. 1 Peter 2.24 says, by the stripes that Jesus bore on his body, you are healed. Yeah. And Isaiah says, you were healed. Jesus already took all that stuff on his body. Amen. Listen, you're not, shouldn't eat all that. What did we eat today, Mom? We, we ate everything in sight, man. Me and my mom was going through that house eating everything. <clears throat> I'm just who I am. I'm just real, right? Huh? Some of you, you don't even like my face. You're already saying, who is that? Huh? I don't, I can't see your face, so I don't care. And listen, I'll read the comments later, so say what you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, somebody's going to get touched out there tonight. I already know that. <laughs> oh, you know, if people think you're the best thing since sliced bread, there's a problem. <laughs> the Bible says, beware when all men speak well of you, for that's how they treated the false prophets, right? So I, I you know, I'm not worried about it, but I know you love me, so don't worry about it. You know, how close do you want to be to God, though? Really, how close do you want to be to God? Do you just want to be a Sunday go-to-meeting Christian, huh? Some people, they go to church on Sunday morning and they go live like hell the rest of the week, you know. You can't, listen, you ain't going to move in the power of God. And, and people aren't going to want what you got when you're acting like that. Come on, Christian. It's time to arise and shine. Amen. And that's what we're going to read about. Uh, let me read that to you in Matthew chapter 25. Uh, this is, you know, Jesus spoke in parables and uh, told a lot. He told stories and... Uh, well, that's all right. I'm not sure what that was. But <clears throat> actually, I know what that was. That's a ticket. Down in D.C., down in Washington, D.C., we were down there for when Rodney Howard Brown, he goes down there every year, and uh, he rents the Constitution Hall, and that's where that's where this ticket came from. To get, yeah, they have a ticket to get in there. Boy, he brings revival for a week or so down there, and right down in Washington, D.C., right around the corner from the White House. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? That's that's amazing. Listen, this this country ain't going to hell. Stop talking like that. Stop talking bad about your country. We're we're on the verge of the greatest spiritual awakening that this country has ever known. That this this world has ever known. I'm telling you right now. God's raising up an army of on fire believers. And they're going to go marching through this land. And they're going to be bold as a lion. Amen. And full of faith in the power of God. Amen. If you don't want that, you don't have to have it. Don't worry about it. It don't pertain to you. But I want all that God has for me. I want all that God has for me. And I tell you, the cross before me, the world behind me. I told mom on the way here, I said, we're just on a short journey down here. You know, right? We're, we're on a short journey down here. 
We're just passing through. This world is not our home. Amen. Amen. Colossians says have as little to do with this world as a dead person. A dead person don't care. They don't care what's going on down here. Right? They're in their eternal destination. They don't care. Huh? I don't care what's going on down here. I'm having more fun than a human being should have. I'm, I'm just having so much fun. Yeah. I'm just having so much fun. I'm enjoying everything that, this, that Jesus came to give me. John 10.10 10 says the thief, the enemy, the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came to give us abundant life. So I'm enjoying this abundant life. I'm happy. I'm just, oh, I'm just having so much fun because my happiness is not based on happenings. Jamie, you got a smile on your face back there. You're holding Periscope. So I know we're getting some good comments back there. We have more fun on Periscope. We got people from all over the world that don't know us. And uh, they, they just say all kinds of nice things about us. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So anyway, let's read this. We might be here all night if I don't get started. Huh? In Matthew chapter 25, this is a parable that Jesus told. And listen up, Christian, listen to this. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Okay, now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight, they all slumbered and slept. Sounds like some Christians today. They even come to church and sleep, you know. I mean, they slumbered and slept. So, you know, and listen, it's time to wake up, Christian. Come on, wake up and be about your father's business. Amen. Amen. He's got a plan and a purpose for every single one of you. Amen. And it's not a time to be complacent. I know we have an amazing president in office right now. I love President Trump. I voted for him, and he's doing a great job down there. But I'll tell you, you know, uh, we have some good things going on in our country, but it's not a time, Christian, to be complacent. Now's the time to run with the fire of God. Run. Run while you're able to. Amen. We got prayer in the White House. Praise God. Praise God for that. Amen. We got a praying president. Amen. So don't worry. Get out there right now and run. You, you don't know what's up ahead. Amen. Do it. Do it now. So he said, he said here that it, um, while the bridegroom was delayed, Jesus is coming back. <laughs> Did you know Jesus is coming back? He's got his hand on the door. He's getting ready to come back. Acts chapter 2, it says, and, and Joel, he says in, in the book of Joel, it was the beginning of the last days. Well, you know when the Holy Spirit came, because Joel said, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Now, listen, in the last days, he said, in Acts chapter 2, on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came. Guess where we're at? That was over 2,000 years ago. Guess where we're at now? We're in the last of the last days, people. You better believe it. We're in the last of the last days. We're in the last of the last days. The bridegroom, listen, he's not delayed. Jesus is surely coming back. And the Bible says he's coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. Amen. The, a church without spot or wrinkle. Listen, he ain't going to come back for somebody. Listen, don't be sitting in a bar on Saturday night and then show up Sunday morning with 
that Come smell on. on your breath. Come on. Get, get over that. Come on. We don't need what the world has to offer. Get revived. Amen. Get on fire. Amen. I don't have to go out there and smell like the world and act like the world and be like the world. I am a new creation in Christ. Amen. The Bible says that we're not our own. We're bought with a price, the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. I, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm already... I've already begun my eternal life. Amen. The only reason God don't, he don't take us out of here when we ask Jesus to come into our heart is because he has a plan and a purpose for us. Amen. Get revived. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Don't get me started preaching tonight, man. I'm telling you right now. So in chat, in verse seven, it says, <clears throat> so then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps and the foolish said to the wise, oh wait, no, let's back up here. I was still talking about how the bridegroom, in, in verse 5, well, but while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept, okay? You better get this, Christian. Don't be slumbering, don't be sleeping. And I pray all the time, I say, God, let me be found full of faith and the power of God when you return. Because Jesus said, will I find any faith when I return? Will I find any faith when I return? It's sad. That's sad, man. You know, to know what the world's going to be like. Now, come on. Okay, so in verse 6 it says, And at midnight a cry was heard. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Listen, I'm telling you, Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming back. Amen. He's coming back. Hallelujah. And I want to be ready to meet him. Oh, hallelujah. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. Uh-oh. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you. But go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready went in with them to the wedding. And the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, As surely I say to you, I don't know you. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. <laughs> we don't know when he's coming. Listen, Christian, if you knew he was coming tonight, you'd be scrambling around. There ain't going to be time to be scrambling around, man. Be ready. Be ready. Every day, every moment. Amen. You should be ready anyway. You ought to be out there laying hands on a sick, yeah. and they will recover. You ought to be out there casting out devils. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. You ought to be speaking with new tongues. Amen. And if any deadly thing comes near you, they won't hurt you. Amen. We need to live ready. We need to be ready. Amen. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Okay. So now the only thing stopping you is you. That's it. That's it. You ain't going to be no excuse. My, I tell you, me and my mom, we do a lot of talking and spend a lot of time together. You know, we talked about that. The only thing stopping you is you. Choices that you make. You ain't going to be able to blame anybody. You're going to be standing before God yourself. You ain't going to be standing with people that are holding you back. Right? There ain't going to be no excuses. Well, you can't blame you, you can't blame other people. You can't blame the devil. You, you, the only one you got is the blame is yourself for your relationship with Jesus Christ and where you are today with him. Amen. 
Don't be led around by, by people, man. I'm telling you, make a choice. Draw a line. This is it. I'm serving Jesus Christ. Amen? So that's the parable of the ten virgins. Now listen. So be ready. Have your lamp full of oil. Amen? God said, I'll anoint your head with fresh oil. Amen? Every day, he said, uh, that that every day is, is a new beginning. He said, I'll anoint your head with fresh oil. This is a new day, a new beginning, a new start for you. This could be a new start for you tonight, Christian. I, be, I don't believe you're on here watching for no reason. I, don't, I believe it's a divine appointment. Amen. That, uh, you know, Jesus loves you. Amen. In Isaiah chapter 60, starting in verse 1, it says, Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth. You know, dark is evil. You notice that a lot of people, bad things happen at night. <laughs> you know what I mean? It gets dark and a lot of people, eat people with dementia. They, uh, they get very confused at night. They get, uh, you know, things happen at night. When the sun goes down, it starts getting dark. Things happen. Darkness represents evil. God is light. He's the father of light. Amen. And uh, he's light. God is light. That's why we're drawn to the light. Amen. Okay. If you're a Christian, you're drawn to the light. Amen. Amen. So he says, arise, shine, for your light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. Does that sound like today? <laughs> Does that sound like today? But the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. Yeah. yeah. The Gentiles shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes all around and see. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from afar, and your daughters shall be nursed at your side. Then you shall see and be radiant, and your heart shall swell with joy, because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you. The wealth of the Gentiles shall come to you. Listen, now listen to this. The Amplified Version, I looked up the Amplified Version for this. Arise, and it says, in the Amplified Bible, it says, Arise from spiritual depression to a new life. Arise from spiritual depression to a new life. Get up. <laughs> arise. Get up, Christian. Get up. Arise. Why are you putting off things that God's told you to do? Right? Huh? You know, people are waiting on God. God's waiting on you. Yes, God is. moves with movers, mm -hmm. man. He don't sit with sitters. If you're just going to sit on your lazy boy and eat your Cheetos, and you know God has a plan for your life, and God's already told you to do something, listen, ain't nothing going to happen until you get up off that lazy boy, and you get out, and you get out there and start doing what God's called you to do. I could be home right now doing the same thing that some of you are doing, eating Cheetos, watching Prices Right, you know. But no, I choose to go out and, and share the gospel. Who do you think, listen, you think God's going to yell at me when I stand before him one day and say, Linda, you just, you really, you go down to a building one night and, and, pre and preach to one person. <laughs> yeah, some people think you're nuts, right? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I mean, 
We took, do you remember this, Rosie? We took one night, yeah, I, I'd rent buildings and, and go around and, and do revival meetings. And we went to this building one night in another town. It was actually up there in Minerva, I think. Yes. Minerva, Ohio, which is, what, about an hour drive or something, at least. And we end up, we took a van load, Rosie or drove, had a van load of people, right? We get to that, that building, listen, and the lady that rented that building, she's the one that wanted me to come. And uh, there was supposed to be people there, but there was only like her and another lady there. And we had, we brought more people to that building, and I paid to rent that building. <laughs> and we went into that building, and I'll tell you right now, I didn't get discouraged. I didn't get discouraged, huh? We went, you know what we did that night? We had revival, didn't we, huh? We had revival that night. Matter of fact, we walked out of there drunk in the spirit, you know, we, and, and the driver over here, we end up, we're, we were up here in Minerva, and we were supposed to go down here to our town, Coshocton. Well, we ended up from Minerva, we ended up up here. We were supposed to be down here. And we were so drunk in that van that night. Drunk. What do you mean, Linda? You just talked drunk in the spirit. Read Acts chapter 2. Okay? They were so full of the spirit of God. So full of the Holy Ghost that the people, they thought they were drunk that night. I'm getting a little bit there myself right now. Listen, they thought they were drunk that night. This, it's right there in the Bible. Acts chapter 2. And, and Peter stood up. He goes, listen, these men aren't drunk as you suppose. But this is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel. God said, in the last days I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. And, you know, and it, it's all right there in Acts chapter 2. Ephesians 5.18 says, be not drunk with wine. Where is an excess, but be ye filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hallelujah. I told you I'm having more fun than a human being should have. Amen. I mean, I don't, listen, I have circumstances in my life, but I, I do all I can do, and then I just go on. Keep, I rise above it. Amen. Keep my eyes on Jesus. Keep my eyes on eternity. Keep plowing through. You want to really be revived? Start telling people about Jesus. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Start Amen. to, oh, it can't be that easy, Linda. Oh, yes, it is. That's how you keep that river flowing. You know, Jesus said you have rivers of living water flowing up out of you. And you got to keep those rivers flowing. Some of you got, there's a dam buildup, you know. A dam stops the water from flowing. Amen. And that dam needs to be torn down. Amen. And that river needs to flow again. That dam is like strongholds in your life, you know. And you need to release some things. And you need to, to just cry out to God and say, God, I want you. I want to come yeah. back to you. And I don't want to be like I was before. I want to be better than I was before. I want to be so on fire for you. You've got to speak these things. You've got to talk to God. You've got to cry out. You've got to seek him. Because he said, seek him with all of your heart and all of your soul. Amen. So arise from spiritual depression to a new life. Get up. Get up, shine, shine, be radiant with the glory and brilliance of the Lord. For your light has come, and the glory and brilliance of the Lord has risen upon you. In uh, verse 2 it says, for in fact, darkness will cover the earth, and deep darkness will cover the peoples. You know, in Matthew 24, Jesus was saying that, <clears throat> he said, because of the increase in evil, 
So we already know that evil is going to increase. I don't let this stuff bother me. We have so many drugs and, and uh, crime in our town. I don't look at that. I look at this town as Coshocton shall be saved. Yes. Because there's a lot of Christians yes. in this town that are praying for a mighty move of the Spirit of God. And we're having it. Amen. We're having it. We're going door to door. We're going out on the streets. We're praying. Yes. We believe there's going to be a mighty revival happen in this town. There's going to happen, you see. Jesus said, occupy until I come. Occupy. What's that mean? Take it, man. Go take it and go occupy. Amen. So I don't, I don't go by what I see. I go by the Spirit of God. I go by what I know God wants for this town. It's going to happen. Amen. So the deep darkness will cover the peoples. But, he said, but back there in Matthew 24, he, Jesus said, he said, because of the increase of evil, the love of most will grow cold. Most. Most. Don't think it won't, it can't happen to you, Christian. Just don't think yeah. that. Yeah. If you don't stay revived, I know some pastors and some Christians, they used to be on fire for God. I would have thought that they, they were just floating around in heaven. They were so on fire for God. And the next thing, circumstances and stuff and busyness, and then finances come and they get busy and, you know, all these distractions come. The next thing you know, they're taken out. They're not even serving God anymore. And the ones that, some of them, they're just going and just being a nominal Christian, just hanging in there, barely getting along, you know. Don't think it can't happen to you. I cry out to God every day, and I say, God, don't let me get distracted. Keep me from temptation. Keep me from evil. Lord, protect me. You know, protect, you, know you need to protect your heart. Amen? Because the love of most will grow cold. I, you know, my biggest uh, pet peeve, I guess if you could say it, is uh, driving. Yeah. I mean, there ain't nothing that aggravates me more when I get on 77 North going up to see my mom, and there's four lanes, and you got two lanes. Here's somebody. There's, there's a car, okay, in the right lane, which is supposed to be the slow lane, and there's somebody in the fast lane keeping up with the slow lane. You know what I'm saying? And they block you. People, the left lane is to get around people, right? Ray used to be a truck driver. Yeah, that left lane is to pass somebody. Get around them and get on up the road, man. Go as fast as you want or slow as you want. But <laughs> don't be blocking me, man. <laughs> That's my pet peeve. That's where my love is really tested is what I'm driving. I'm telling you right now. And I can see it. And some people do that on purpose. They can tell you're irritated because you're, like, really being almost able to touch their license plate. You're so close to them. You know, because like, get going, man. Come on, move, you know. I'm just being real with you, man. That's my pet peeve. I'm getting better. I'm getting better. I am. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you're up on this person so close, and then they look back and they just smile at you in their rearview mirror, and you're like, you know, move it, you know, and give them all these hand gestures, and they're like, you know, just, oh, man. And that's what I'm saying. Some people do things just to irritate you, right? Huh? Yeah, the increase of evil, the love of most will grow cold. So, right? You know how you overcome something like that? You, you come against one spirit with another spirit. You know what you do? Don't, don't let it irritate you because if the devil knows it's going to irritate you, guess what? Every time you get on that freeway, it's going to happen, right? Yeah, 
So just come against an evil spirit with love. You can never fail with the love of God. Don't let your love grow cold, people. Okay? So for in fact, darkness will cover the earth and deep darkness will cover the people. But the Lord will rise upon you. Right? Yeah. And his glory and brilliance will be seen on you. See? I have people telling me I want what you got. Because they know some circumstances in my life that I've had. I'll be going through a bad time. And they'll look at me and they'll go, how do you have such peace? How do you have such joy when going through this? How are you doing this? <clears throat> you know? And that gives me a chance to witness to them. Right? You know, yesterday I was teaching the kids about spiritual hunger. Or actually about hunger. I was using a natural hunger to teach them about spiritual hunger. And I told them I, I started describing chocolate chip cookies. And I told them I, I just described it to a T. I described making chocolate chip cookies so well yesterday that those kids were salivating in there. They were like, you could smell them in that room. It was just so powerful, right? Because I just went, oh, I told them how big the chocolate chips were. And I stuck them in the oven. And you look in, they were just melting. And I took them out and they were crispy. And they were, you took a bite and the chocolate was stringy. I mean, I just, I laid it on them thick yesterday. And you know, one of the girls, she goes, I want to go to where you live. <laughs> she wanted to go to my house and eat those chocolate chip cookies, you see. Because they wanted what I had, you see. That's the way it is with being a Christian. People should look at you. You know, if, if you're a Christian and people are looking at you and saying, I, I, if you're a Christian, I don't want to be one. Huh? Now I've heard people say that about people. Yeah. If you're a Christian, yeah. I don't want to be one. Or, you know, uh, well, I thought you were a Christian. I mean, some people will say that sarcastically to try to, you know, manipulate you. I'm not talking about that. But... But people should be looking at you and say, I want what you got, right? People aren't going to want what you got if you're depressed, yeah. huh? Right. right? They don't want that. I've never walked up to a depressed person and said, I want what you got. Where'd you get that depression, man? I want that, you know? Have you ever done that? You'd be crazy to do something like that, right? And, and listen, and that happens, right? I mean... I, churches are full of, of depressed. That's, yeah. Listen, it's, it's, you know, come to church, man. Churches are full of people that need more of God. And, you know, so uh, just because you go to church, you know, you need everybody. You, you, this is a walk. This is a walk Amen. with God. It's a 24-7 relationship with Jesus yeah. Christ. Amen. You have to do this on your own every day. You have to wake up. And choose, you know, before I even open my eyes, I say, this yeah. is the day that the Lord has made. I choose to rejoice yeah. and be glad in it. And no matter what my circumstances are going to be, right? You don't know what's going to happen in, in the course of a day. You don't know what's going to happen, right? You don't know what kind of news you're going to get. You don't know what you just don't know. So you need to be prepared ahead of time. I'm not going to tell the story again, but last night I told the story when we built our house on somebody else's land. Well, I already had my relationship with God. I was already on fire for him when I was told that news. And then I stood on the word of God because there was nothing I could do about it. And God took that whole situation and turned it around for good.
Because he said, I'll take all the bad and I'll turn around for good. For those that love me are called according to my purpose. So trust him. Amen. So the Lord will rise upon you and his glory and brilliance will be seen on you. I want people to look at me and say, I want what you got. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So now darkness, back to darkness. He said, darkness will cover the earth and deep darkness, the people. You know, we have, we have like a plague of drugs, man. You know, everybody that I know is knows somebody that's on drugs. It's either in their family or a friend. It's like a, it's a plague, man. Just like cancer. You know, we got that going on too. It's another thing. People know somebody that has cancer. Well, you know, it, it's just terrible, isn't it? This deep darkness, it's deep darkness. There's nothing good about that. Darkness represents evil. Darkness represents evil. And we want the light. We got to take the light into a dark world, you know? You know, a lot of people, when you, when you go, like this church, this, the River Church, and if any of you are in the area, and you need a home church or you're, you know, we have the River Church right here. My son, Zach Weber, is the pastor here. And you're all invited to come here. We are a, a full gospel church. We believe in the, the, the Holy Spirit. You know, we, God, we believe in the Trinity. Listen, we allow the Holy Spirit freedom to move in the services. Amen. We believe in everything that that Bible says. Amen. And uh, so a lot of times, you know, the fire of God, you know, the fire of God will come and burn things out of people, you know. Sometimes somebody will walk in a church that's full of the fire of God, and uh, they, very, they get very uncomfortable, you know, because Jesus said, I'm coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. Well, what do you do when you have clothes that are wrinkled? Well, most of us do. <laughs> what do you do when you got clothes that are full of wrinkles? You get your iron out. Your iron's hot, right? Huh? And if those clothes could talk when you're ironing them, what would they say? They'd be screaming, right? Man, I don't know what you fed me tonight, Mom, but <clears throat> it's hard to, it's hard to, I mean, I, you didn't feed me, I know. But she does tuck me in, though, when I don't feel good. <laughs> oh, you're never too old for your mommy, are you? All right. But, uh. Where was I, Mom? Can you tell me? <laughs> Listen, guys, the fire of God, when, that, when, that, when you go in a place and the Holy Spirit is free to move, and you'll start meddling, as it will, with something that's going on in your life. See, God does, did not send Jesus into the world to condemn the world, but to save them, you know? So Satan is the accuser of the brethren, but the Holy Spirit will convict you Amen. of sin. There's a difference between conviction and condemnation. So sometimes when you're in a Holy Ghost meeting, the Holy Spirit's moving and he comes to you and starts dealing with something that you need to correct in your life. You may not want to do that. And you're like, you can have every area of my life, God, but don't be touching that. You know? And you know, usually that's the people that get offended at something the preacher said or they're offended because... You know, my mom looked at him funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that Mrs. Whaley, she looked, you know. And, and you know what? Then they'll leave. They'll run 
from the church. And they'll go to another church and then another church and another church trying to find a place where they won't be offended. It ain't going to happen. Just rather let God deal with you. Amen. Just yield to him. Yield to the spirit of God and let him deal with that and burn it out of you. Amen. Amen. Don't run. Don't run. Don't run. Let God deal with you. Because I'll tell you right now, God is never going to stop dealing with you. Amen. He's dealing with me now on my driving. I'm making a lot of trips on up north, and I'm I'm getting so much better than that. You know, I'm getting so much better with my driving. And then when I get done with that, I'm sure there's going to be something else. God's going to deal with me. But I'm not going to get mad at the preacher for bringing the message. Amen. I ain't going to get mad at Sister Sally because she... Because she looked at me funny. I Listen, get your eyes on Jesus. And Amen. get your eyes on building Amen. that relationship and getting on fire with him. Amen. Amen. So darkness represents evil. Now, the ninth plague that God put on the Egyptians, okay, it says that dar the darkness, it was so dark that it could be felt. Can you, have you ever, ever been in a, there's no light at all. It's complete darkness. But that was so dark that it could be felt. Can you imagine? Yeah. You know, I don't know. I, I have to have light. Um, I got up. <laughs> I got up one night and about 3 o'clock in the morning, and I just jumped out of bed, and I tripped over a shoe, and I spun around my room, and I fell down. You know, from that moment forward, I have a nightlight in my room. <laughs> I need light, right? Because, and I also, I don't leave shoes in the middle of my floor anymore. I learn. I don't leave shoes laying around. I, I'm, I'm really scared of shoes, you know? And uh, sometimes if I see, you know, my son, if he leaves his shoe laying around, I think, are you trying to hurt me? <laughs> you know, I kick those shoes out of the way. But I was in a, I rented a hotel one night or one day and to do a meeting and, uh, the light switch was on that wall over there, and I had to walk like double the size of this room to get to the door, okay? We were closing up that night. We got everything out of the building, and the only thing needed to happen was the light needed to be shut off. Well, we had it set up with tables in there because I think it was actually, it was a women's conference or something, weekend, something was going on. We were doing something that weekend. And so anyway, I, I went back in to shut the light off, and I shut the light off. I turned around. The room was completely dark, completely dark. And I, as soon, I shut the light off as soon as I turned around. And it was dark, but I ran right into a table. I ran right into a table because it was dark. You can't see, right? And so I, I felt my way around that table, and then I got into another t a chair, you know. And then, I mean, I was, like, bouncing all over the place. People would have thought I was drunk that night. I was bouncing all over the place. I couldn't see, you know. So this darkness, it was so dark that it could be felt. Can you even imagine that? And let me read this to you in, in Exodus chapter 10, uh, verse 21. It says, And the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch out your hand toward heaven, that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt, even darkness which may be felt. So Moses stretched out his hand toward the sky, and there was thick darkness in all the land of Egypt for three days. Three days, day and night. Can you imagine? That would just, oh, that would make me, 
I would be bouncing off the walls, man. I love the light. Mom and I were talking today about how beautiful the sunshine was. I said, it doesn't matter how cold it is. When that sun's shining, it just does something, right? But if you got a gloomy, nasty day, it's, it's just, it does something to you, you know? You really got to be stirring yourself up that day, you know? And uh, so, so there was thick darkness in all the land of Egypt for three days, three days. They did not see one another. It was so dark. There was no light. They couldn't see one another, nor did anyone rise from his place for three days. Now, this is a plague on the Egyptians that God put on the Egyptians. Now, listen to this. But all the sons of Israel had light in their dwellings. Oh, that should make you run around the place. Hallelujah. They had complete, total darkness for three days. They couldn't even see each other. But God's people, the sons of Israel, had light in their dwellings. Arise, shine, for the glory, for your light has come. People, get full of God. Amen? Get full of Jesus. Right? Greater is he that is in you, in you, than he that is in the world. Right? Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. God is light. People should see something different about you. They look at you and they say, what is it about you? What is it? You know, what is it about you? You're different. You know, you have a joy. You have a peace. What is it? Jesus is the light of the world, isn't he? He's the light of the world. And what these people out here in this world are looking for is, is Jesus. There's a void in every heart that only he can fill, you know, only he can fill. And people, listen, Christians, if, if, if the people in this world are not going to see him in us, where are they going to see him? Jesus told you, go lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. He said, you, Christian, go lay hands on the yes. sick and they're going to recover. He needs to use your hands. He needs to keep pure hands. Keep clean hands. Amen. Clean hands. Don't be, you know, sitting there holding a bottle of alcohol, you know what I'm saying? Doing things with the world. I ain't gonna go. The Bible says I I don't I hate the sinners hangouts. It says that right in the Bible. I hate the sinners hangouts. Why would I want to go down there and sit in some bar with people? Well then I'm gonna witness. Don't be don't don't give me that stuff. Why would you even if I even walk in one of them places, I, I would it would just I wouldn't even have a desire to witness. I'd just don't, man. When you get full of God, you don't want nothing to do with that stuff. We need to witness to, to people, but you don't have to go in those hangouts, man. Keep pure heart and clean hands. Amen. God's going to use you in a mighty way. We're only on a short journey down here. I told my mom the other day, I said, listen, anybody over 50 years old, you more than likely have more behind you than you do up ahead. Amen? Huh? Amen. I told God, I said, God told me, listen, oh, I'm excited about this, and I'm expecting a notable miracle this week, okay? Every meeting that I do, I'm expecting it, because God told me, he said, there's going to be a notable miracle in one of your meetings. He, he, listen, there's going to be a notable miracle in one of these meetings that's going to explode this ministry, okay? Matter of fact, the numbers he told me, showing me this was 25, notable miracle, 200. In other words, the small 
Notable miracle explosion, okay? I was in one of Jonathan Shuttlesworth's meetings, and Jonathan's a great man of God, traveling all over the world and, you know, preaching the gospel. He called me out one night. Matter of fact, I think you guys were in that meeting that morning, weren't you, up there in Louisville in the morning meeting? And he called me out, and he said, he said, the same thing that happened in my ministry is going to happen in your ministry, you know? Because he, he was doing the same thing, doing small meetings and there, you know, not much happening. And then, you know, boom, everything just took off. So I'm excited. You know, even it just doesn't matter. I, I tell you, if I just preach to, to nobody, listen, I told my mom last night, I said, I have an audience of one always. Yeah. An audience of one. I am pleasing my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He's my audience. And all this other, the, the people and the other things just benefits. Amen. 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 I got my eyes on him. I, I am going to please him. Him first and foremost. Amen. And listen, God, he will honor and bless your faithfulness. I'm telling you. Amen. He will. Yeah. So arise. This is a call to action. Don't sit and fret. Rise up. Amen. Listen. You, listen. Don't, don't sit there and, and think that you've gone one sin too far or, you know, well, I've, I've just, I've missed it. I missed God. I missed the call that he had on my life. It's too late. It's not too late. But when I told my mom, I said, you know, people over 50, they probably have more behind them than what they have ahead, which that shouldn't depress you. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm ready to, I'm ready to go home anytime, you know, but I will fulfill the days that God has for me down here, you know, but, but what I tell God is God, I'm pushing 60. Come on. You know, I don't want to wait till I'm 80, you know, come on. But of course my mom, she's 91 still in divine health, you know, but, but I'm like, and my grandfathers, I have a good a heritage. A couple of them live to be 105. So I've got good genes. Right. And, uh, but I said, Lord, I want that now. I, I want, it. Oh man, come on. Smith Wigglesworth was 56 years old when he began his ministry. He was a plumber, you know. So don't think it's too late. Don't think it's too late. Amen. Absolutely not too late. Right now, tonight could be a new start for you, a new beginning. Amen. And you can do it. It's by a choice that you make. And nobody can do this but you. Amen. <laughs> Oh, hallelujah. Get up and do something. Huh? Get up and do something. First, get those Cheetos. Go wipe them things off your face. Go wipe them. Because if you try to witness with all that orange, I see it. I see it on your lips. Right there. Yeah, get it. Okay. You get out there and you try to witness with that stuff on you. They're going to be looking at you. They're going to be looking. They're going to be more concerned about what's around your lip. <laughs> okay, get back on it, Linda. <laughs> it's true, though, right? Oh, man, I'm telling you. Before you can get up, though, and go do something on the outside, you need to get up on the inside. Amen. You need to arise and shine. Amen. You need to arise on the inside because you can't get up and go do something on the outside until you are revived on the inside. This is something that you can't fake. You cannot right. fake the anointing. Right. I don't care how much Bible knowledge you got. I don't care. You could carry a Bible. Pastor Rodney says big enough to choke a moose. You know, you could do all the right things. But listen, you can't fake the anointing. You cannot fake the power and presence of God. Amen. Yeah. 
Hallelujah. Huh? Arise on the inside. And only you can do this. Nobody can. You think your pastor on a Sunday morning for an hour can, can do all this for you? Absolutely not. You're going to be doing more when you leave that building than what he can do for that hour. Okay? Amen. You should go in there to church on Sunday anyway, celebrating what God did to, for you or Amen. through you all during Amen. the week. That's really what you should be yes. doing. Huh? Yes. Instead of dragging in, expecting that hour Amen. service to stir you up and, you know, stir yourself up before you come to church. You stay stirred up. Amen. You know, you need to be ready to pray for people all the time, to uh, witness to people, you know. You need, to, you need to have it on the inside of you. Amen. Amen. You, be, you need to be ready. Yes. Amen. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8 says, For once you were darkness. Do you know that? Before you got saved, you were darkness. For once you were darkness. Because listen, Jesus Christ is the way. He's the only way to heaven. Amen. No man can come to him. No man can come to the Father except through Jesus. Because it's all about what Jesus did. Shedding the blood for the removal of our sins. Amen. You know, bearing the stripes on his body for our you're not gonna need healing when you get to heaven. You need healing now. You're gonna get a new body. Praise God. <laughs> you're gonna get a new body. You're not gonna need healing when you get to heaven. You're gonna have a glorious body. Amen. So uh, you know. For, so it says, for once you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. If you've got Jesus in your heart, if you've asked Jesus Christ to come in, to remove your sins, and be your Lord and Savior, you are now light. Amen. So it says, walk as children of light. Live as those who are native born to the light. For the fruit, that's the effect, the, the result of the light consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth. Trying to learn by experience what is pleasing to the Lord. And letting your lifestyles, letting your lifestyles be examples of what is most acceptable to him. Your behavior expressing gratitude to God for your salvation. Do not participate in the worthless and unproductive deeds of darkness. Don't participate in them. People... Separate yourself from the world. There might be some friends that you need to just cut off. We're on a short journey down here. People, come on. If you need to separate yourself from some people that are bad influences, the Bible says in Proverbs, bad, bad company corrupts character. Amen. Amen. Who you hang with is who you become, really. I used to tell my kids that. Why would I, as an on-fire, born-again believer, spirit-filled, why would I want to hang with some, some, you know, heathen out there? I mean, I'll hang with them long enough to lead them to the Lord. I'll just go and lead them to the Lord. But listen, I don't hang with people like that. I don't hang out with depressed people. If you're depressed, you ain't gonna, you ain't gonna be hanging with me, man. You know what I'm saying? I don't do that. If you are depressed, you won't be long if you're gonna be hanging out with me, huh? <laughs> I just get in my car and start singing praises to God. And the, the Bible says, put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Amen. And that heaviness, that spirit of heaviness will go. Amen. I cast that stuff out. I don't hang with it. <laughs> I No, ain't happening, man. So he said, so do not participate in the worthless and unproductive deeds of darkness. But, listen, but instead, 
expose them. I, I jump down to verse 14 and, and further. Do not participate in the worthless and unproductive deeds of darkness, but instead expose them by exemplifying personal integrity, moral courage, and godly character. For it is disgraceful even to mention the things that such people practice in secret. But all things, now listen, all things become visible when they are exposed by the light. Now we're in Ephesians chapter 5. I'm past verse 14 there. All things become visible when they're exposed by the light. Have you ever been drawn to somebody because of the way they are? You know? You, you just feel good when you're around them. You know, you know they're an, obviously an on-fire, born-again believer, spirit-filled believer, and uh, you just want to be around them. You feel good. Other people, you're around them, you want to leave and go take a shower. You feel grieved when you're around them. You feel, ugh, you know? They could have the biggest smile on their face, but you get a check in your spirit like, mm, you know? Sometimes I'll just talk to, I'll hear, I had a, a guy, I heard his voice on the phone. I never met the guy um, at that time. He called me and I heard his voice. As soon as I heard my, his voice, uh, I felt a check in my spirit about him. And, uh, you know, it turned out he was a very bad person. And, uh, but see, I didn't even meet that person. So, you know, you can discern these things, you know. So, um. All things become visible when they are exposed by the light for, of God's precepts. For it is light that makes everything visible. Amen. So when you come into a church and it's full of the, the fire of God and the presence of God, the presence of God, things, you know, might be, you know, the, the, the heart will be exposed. You know what I'm saying? And that's where, where I was saying earlier that the Holy Spirit will come in and maybe convict you of some things, and you need to be willing to change. And only reason is God wants to bring you to a higher level with him. He wants to bring you into a closer walk with him. Amen? So just rather just let God deal with you. Amen? Instead of trying to blame everybody else and, you know, find a reason to get offended and run. <laughs> so, so he says, for this reason, he says, awake sleeper and arise from the dead and Christ will shine as dawn upon you and give you light. Christ will shine upon as dawn upon you and give you light. So we need to shine. Amen. Matthew 5 14 Jesus said you are the light of Christ to the world. You are. You are the light of Christ to the world. You know there was a, there's a well-known uh, evangelist, Reinhard Bonnke, some of you have heard of him, and uh, traveled all over the world. He said he was in another country one time, and uh, this guy walked up to him, and he said, I was in a grocery store. He said, I was just getting some groceries, you know, and he said that this guy walked up to him, and he said, I see Jesus in your eyes, and Reinhardt thought, well, I, I didn't just leave a service, you know. I, I didn't feel especially anointed or anything like that. I was just trying to get groceries, but this guy said, I see Jesus in your eyes. And he said, the Lord spoke to him, and he said, well, why wouldn't he? He said, Jesus lives inside of you, and sometimes he just likes to peek out the windows. Right? Your eyes, I'm telling you, people will see Jesus in your eyes. They'll feel Jesus in your touch. They'll hear Jesus in your voice. Amen. 
You are the temple of the Holy Ghost. The spirit of the living God lives inside of you. Amen. There was a woman, she was watching TV. I know I've told this story many times, but it's just so, I love this story. There was a woman, she was watching TV. She was sitting there eating Cheetos probably, flipping through the channels, and she seen this preacher on TV, and she stopped and started watching it. And she said, all of a sudden, Jesus walked out of the TV. He stepped out of the TV. And she said, he stood right in front of me. And she said, he held his hand out to me. And she said, when he looked at me, she said, the love in his eyes was just amazing. She said, it was just overwhelming. She said, but he was standing there with his hand outreached to me. And she said, I didn't take it. See, she wasn't a Christian, you know. So she said, he, he just put his hand back down to his side. She said, he took his hand and he looked at her again with that love in his eyes. And he held his hand out to her again. And she said, I didn't take it. So she said, he just put his hand back down to his side. She said, one more time, she said, he looked at me with that love in his eyes. She said, he held his hand out to me. And she said, this time, I took it. And she said, when I grabbed hold of his hand, she said, he turned around and he came inside of me. He turned around and he came inside of me. See, she invited Jesus to come into her life. Amen? She invited him to come into her life. What about you out there tonight? You know, have you ever received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? The Bible says we've all sinned and we've come short of the glory of God. And the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The Bible also says that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Is that you tonight? You know, I've been sitting here talking about Jesus and, you know, got a little bit more to say, but... Uh, is that you tonight? Do you do you got a hunger for God? Do you feel like like something is happening? Like you're being drawn, you know? Uh, Jesus said, you can't even come to me unless the Father who sent me draws you. And I'll raise you up at the last day. That's Listen, that's the spirit of the living God drawing you tonight. Maybe you've, in days gone by, you've asked Jesus to come into your heart. But you've let bad situations and circumstances and you know some people even get mad at god they get mad at him when things happen why didn't you heal uh you know why didn't you heal this person you 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 took him you know listen i don't even want to get into that god didn't take your loved one amen the the devil comes to steal kill and destroy and listen you need jesus tonight you can't even get through the things that you that you have to go through in this life i don't know how people make it without him you know so you need Jesus. You need Jesus in your life tonight. Alan's going to say a prayer right now. And, uh, you know, listen, oh, some people say, oh, you can't just say a prayer and you're saved. Well, there will be steps that you take after you say this prayer. But I'm telling you right now, you're calling on the name of the Lord. And I just told you the verse, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. When Jesus hung on that cross, there was two thieves on either side of him. One was making fun of Jesus. The other one said, Lord, he called on the name of the Lord. Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus said, this day you shall be with me in paradise. Amen. That's how, listen, he didn't say, get down off the cross and go get baptized. Get down off your cross first and go read my, listen to my tape series. No, he said, today you shall be with me in paradise. I'm telling you right now, 
God loves you. He sent his only son into this world to die for you. I want to say a prayer right now. And if you mean business with God, he means business with you. And I want you to say this prayer with me. Mean it from your heart. Say it with your lips out loud. Jesus said, if you don't confess me before men on this earth, I will not confess you before men, uh, before my Father in heaven. So speak this out loud. It's time for a change in your life tonight. Amen. So just say this. Say, dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Wash me clean with the blood of Jesus. I believe, Jesus, that you are the Son of God that you died for me, that you rose from the dead, and that you're coming back again for me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I'm forgiven. I'm saved. I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every person that prayed that prayer out loud with me tonight, Lord God, and meant it from their heart. I pray that you'll seal them with the blood of Jesus, that not one of them will be lost on that day. Now get yourself a Bible, start reading it. That's where your faith will get built up. Get in church, go to church in, in Jesus' name. I just felt to do that, maybe for a moment, somebody just tuned in and, and they needed that at that moment. You know, we got to be led by the Spirit of God, amen? Amen. <clears throat> so I'm, I'm wrapping it up here in Matthew chapter 5, 14. I started to say, Jesus said, you are the light of Christ to the world. <clears throat> a city set on a hill cannot be hidden. M remember when we went over to Israel, Mom? And Jerusalem. What a beautiful city. And, and when you go out at night onto the balcony at your hotel, you look around, all you see on those hills is lights. You can't, you can't hide it. When, you're, when we're riding in the bus down to, from one town to another, there's cities on hills. Yet you, your eyes are just drawn to them. You can't hide a city on a hill. Amen. So it, he said, a, a city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good deeds and moral excellence and recognize and honor and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Uh, so <clears throat> Jesus, listen, Jesus is going to come to you. He's going to come in you just like he did with that woman. He's going to come to you. He's going to say, come to me, you know. He's going to knock. And then he's going to, when you reach out and you take his hand, he's going to come in you. But now he wants to work through you. Amen? Amen. But listen, Christians, a lot of you, you've already come to the to, the to you and the in you part. But now it's time to rise and shine and let God work through you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Acts 1.8, Jesus said, you know, you shall receive power or boldness when the Holy Ghost comes upon you to be my witnesses. Amen. Amen. And tomorrow night, I'm probably going to be talking about an encounter, a personal encounter with God. I'll give my testimony. And, uh, you know, I'm going to pray for people to receive the mighty baptism in the Holy Ghost. Because, you know, unless you arise on the inside, you're not going to get out on the outside and do anything. Amen. And I experienced that myself. I could talk about what happened to me. Amen. In Galatians 2.20, uh, it says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. 
Amen. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So you're bought with a price. Remember this, you're bought with a price, the precious blood of Jesus. You're, you're the temple of the Holy Ghost. The Spirit of God lives inside of you. The Bible says you're in this world, but you're not of it. Amen. How about that? You're in this world, but you're not of it. huh? That's why you can tap into the healing power of God. Amen? You can you anything that you need, any resources that you need. When I get ready to go on a trip, you know, overseas or something, you need a lot of money. I don't have that money in the bank. <laughs> I believe it in. Amen. Because when God calls you to do something, he's going to, he's going to, you know, somebody told me God's will, his bill. Amen. <laughs> and he comes through for you. Amen. So anything that you need, God is your, he's Jehovah Jireh, your provider. Amen. His light shines from us. We can't produce our own light. Amen. You can't produce your own light. You can't fake it. Huh? It's the spirit of the living God inside of you shining through you, shining upon you, people looking at you. I want what you got. Amen. Hallelujah. But you got to stir up that fire. You got to stir up that inner fire. You know, Paul told Timothy, he said, stir up that gift within you. And, and one version says, stir up that inner fire. That inner fire within you that was given by the laying on of my hands at your ordination. Stir it up. You have to stir it up. Paul didn't say, I'll stir up that fire for you, Timothy. He said, Timothy, stir up that fire within you. And you do that by reading your Bible. Amen. Read your Bible. You have to read the Bible. Amen. Or listen to it on tape. Just get that, that word of God in you. Uh, and go to church, you know, and most importantly, have that relationship, that fellowship with God, that one-on-one -on -one fellowship with Him. And that should be constant. Amen. Daily, daily fellowship with Him. You're a container for the light of the Lord. You're the temple. That's why people can say, I see Jesus in your eyes. You know, they really do. They really do. They sense something about you. It's the Spirit of God. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo. Daniel 12, 3 says, Those who are spiritually wise will shine brightly like the brightness of the expanse of heaven. And those who lead many to righteousness will shine like the stars forever and ever. When you go out there and you tell people about Jesus and you lead people to the Lord, you're shining, man. The Bible says that all of heaven rejoices when one sinner comes to repentance. Amen. Judges 5.31 says, Thus let all your enemies perish, O Lord, but let those who love him be like the sun when it comes out in full strength. Remember, Mom, today we talked about how bright the sun was? Uh, how are you? Listen, guys, are you so revived and on fire that, that, that God is shining through you in full strength? <laughs> Huh? I heard this preacher one time. He said, me no want little Holy Ghost. Me want big Holy Ghost, you know. <laughs> I want to be full of God. I want to be on fire for him. Amen. 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 Me no want little Holy Ghost. Me want big Holy Ghost, right? <laughs> oh, hallelujah. <laughs> oh, boy. Hallelujah. Philippians 2.15 says that you may show yourselves to be blameless and guileless, innocent and uncontaminated. 
children of God without blemish, faultless, unrebukable, in the midst of a crooked and wicked generation, spiritually perverted and perverse, among whom you are seen as bright lights, stars or beacons shining out clearly in the dark world. If they don't see Jesus in us, how are they going to see him? I mean, Jesus is having to appear in dreams to Muslims and people, you know. He's appearing to them, and they're getting saved, a lot of them. But listen, people, we does that mean we're slacking? <laughs> I mean, come on. We should be, listen, oh, I'm telling you right now, there's a lot of Christians in this world, right? And we need to, it's time. It's time to rise and shine because we're, we got our feet on the greatest spiritual awakening this world's ever known. I'm telling you, there's going to be a mighty revival before Jesus comes back. And I want to be right in the midst of what God is going to do. I want to be a part of it. I, I don't want to be like one of those ten virgins and, and one of those five foolish virgins and, and my lamp is out of oil. God said, I'll anoint your head with fresh oil. Get some fresh oil, man. It's time to get full of the Holy Ghost and power. Read that Bible and take it as it is. Read it as a child, amen, and believe. One more verse in Isaiah 40, 31. Those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. We need to turn our eyes upon Jesus. You know, there's a song that says, turn your eyes upon Jesus and the things of this world will grow strangely dim. You know? And let go of your past, man. <laughs> because you can't move forward when you're looking back. Because have you ever tried walking straight and you're looking back? You're looking back there, but you're walking that way? Eventually, you're going to fall. You can't do that. You need to let go of your past. Yesterday is gone. Tomorrow's uncertain. But today is the day of salvation. And today is the day that you want to focus on. Amen. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Get them off of the temporary Amen. things of this world. Because, you know, some of you are going through some stuff right now. But next week, next month, next year, it's going to be a totally new situation. If you let the circumstances of this life hold you back, you'll never fulfill the plan and purpose that God has for you. I don't let nothing stop me. I tell you, I'm like a... I'm like a Holy Ghost snowplow or something, man. I just plow through no matter what it is, you know. I'm just going to keep on keeping on. I don't, in all this stuff, I'll do what I can do. I know troubles are going to come, but you know what? I do what I can do. God's going to take care of them. He's never let me down. Has he ever failed you? Come on. Has he ever failed you? And he never will. hundred years from now, the only thing that's going to matter is souls. That's it. Doesn't matter what kind of car you drove, what kind of house, what kind of clothes. A hundred years from now, and even if you're young, a hundred years from now, the only thing that's going to matter is souls. That is eternal, eternal reward. Amen? And uh, we should be about our Father's business. I always say individual revival will bring national revival. Individual revival. When the individual Christians get revived that's going to bring national revival amen well um jamie i want you to you might you can end periscope or whatever <clears throat> because um i'm going to close out with prayer and uh and then um 
I'm going to see if anybody in this room tonight wants prayer for any anything. <clears throat> but um, that's the message that that I had for you know for to, for tonight. And I really think that tomorrow night that we're going to be um, we're going to be um, talking about a personal encounter with God <laughs> because a lot of you, huh? Was it bad timing to turn it off? Figure it out. Oh, okay. Just uh, get a couple worship songs ready and then, uh, but uh, <clears throat> listen, I I'm telling you right now, it's, we're just standing on the, on the greatest brink of, of revival that we've ever known. And uh, it's just time, but you're not going to get out there and do anything until you have an encounter with God. Okay. You can say whatever you want and you can try but you need the power and the boldness of the Holy Ghost that Jesus talked about in Acts 1 right. That you shall receive power or boldness when the Holy Ghost comes upon you to be my witnesses. I want you to tune in tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. And we're going to be talking about that. And I'll give my own personal testimony. I can, I can say it with boldness because I experienced this, okay? And there's many encounters of people in the Bible that they had an encounter with God. And it totally changed their life. I ain't afraid of nobody. Nobody. There's nobody I'm afraid of. I believe this word right here. I believe it from Genesis to Revelation and even the book of Maps, right? <laughs> well, they changed that, right? Listen, I believe the word of God. I believe that whatever Jesus told me that to do, I'm going to do it. Amen. But I'll tell you right now, when I had that encounter with God, it totally changed everything. And you'll see the power of God displayed in your life. But you have to stay revived. You can get the fire of God tonight and wake up in full-blown sin tomorrow morning by choices that you make. Right. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. You're going to have a personal encounter with God, but that don't, that, listen, if you don't keep yourself revived, if you don't keep yourself stirred up, it, listen, that encounter, that initial encounter, that's not going to keep it because the Bible says to be filled, be being filled. In other words, there's many refills, right? Amen? So you're having an encounter with God, but then you got to keep on stirring it up, keep getting in Holy Ghost meetings, and uh, keep yourself stirred up and by choices that you make. Am I going to choose to go sit here and eat Cheetos tonight and uh, watch Prices Right, or am I going to get down to the River Church tomorrow night and get in that Holy Ghost meeting, right? So it's choices that you make. Well, um, I don't know if we want to We'll just keep those going. We're just going to end out here with a couple. Actually, Jamie, we're going to sign off on those. And uh, we're just going to focus on the people that's here in the room tonight. And uh, so we'll just go ahead. We'll see you guys tomorrow night right here at the River Church in Coshocton, 212 South 7th Street. And uh, you're welcome to come down here and, and be in this room. And uh, come and join us tomorrow, 7 o'clock.